You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. We're continuing with our series, Faith in the Power of God. Okay, yes, we need to know how to develop our faith. And not only that, we need to know how to appropriate our faith for the release of God's power. John G. Lake said that as electricity is in the natural, so is the power of God in the spirit or in the supernatural. The power of God and electricity have certain things in common. So we're gonna look at a few scriptures and then a few thoughts on how we can walk in this power, how we can cultivate and develop our faith in the power of God. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'll read from verse 4. Verses 4 and 5, Paul says, My speech and my preaching were not with the persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit, and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God our faith is supposed to be in the wisdom of God rather than in the uh, in sorry our faith should be in the power of God rather than in the wisdom of men okay so and because of that Paul said that he came, and he came not just as an uh, excellent communicator, although that is great and there is a place for that, but he came also as a demonstrator of the Spirit and the power of God. He came and he was able to show that to the people. He was able to demonstrate the power of God. Why? Because he wants them to have faith in the power of God. In our generation today, we still need to develop faith in the power of God. I believe that the power of God is often present when we gather together. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He's often there. The power is often there. His presence is often there. But we need to know how to activate that. We need to know how to use our faith. Use our faith to release that power and use that power for whatever it is that we want to use that power for. So as we said, John G. Lake said, as electricity in the natural, so is the power of God in the spiritual. And you know that in electricity, you, you, you switch on the light and then the bulb comes on. But you realize that you realize that there is a process before that 
power came to the ball. There's a process. There is a, a power plant somewhere where the, the power is generated. And then it is carried on high voltage lines. There are transformers that now step it down and then bring it into your home. Bring into your home the exact voltage that you need for your appliances in the house, including your, your, your light bulbs and so on. It is not the power that is generated from the power station. It is not what is generated from the power station at the same magnitude that is released into your home. Otherwise, it will burn the whole house down. But you see, there's a process there. And so, you want to understand the power of God. I think you need to study electricity. Take time. Study the electric power, the, the electricity in the natural, and you will understand how the power of God works. So there are things we ought to do that would help us, that would help us to um, bring the power of God into that situation. You know, there are times that the power of God is needed just to light the place. There are times that it is needed to power devices, okay? Yes, your your device, your phone, your 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 TV, and your fridge, and so on. But then there is there is electricity that is needed in the hospital for only the the, the, the hospital equipment. And sometimes somebody might be in a critical situation, and then they need to to. Um, What's the word now? They need to resuscitate the person. They, they, they use electricity. They use power. There's an amount of voltage that is used to shock that person and, and bring that person back. <laughs> so all these uses of power, they vary, but it's the same power from the power station. The only thing is that it has different applications different applications so in the same way the power of god is there but you need to have the right technology in the spirit the right spiritual technology to be able to allocate the power to the level that you require and target it to where you want it to work for you isn't that amazing yes it is so, Paul was able to master this. He was able to master this principle. And, and that's one thing we need to, to learn. And it's, 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 it's a whole field of study. Go into the Word of God and begin to look at these principles. I don't know about you, but I want to experience the power of God. And you see that in the ministry of Jesus. Last week we looked at Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 6. Let's look at that place again. Uh, Luke, St. Luke's Gospel chapter 6. And I'll read verse 17. It says, And he came down with them 
and stood at a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all now i want you to notice some things here from this passage okay jesus goes there and i mean he is he's he is um he has just come down from uh, from praying. He has just chosen his disciples. Okay. And, and he's come down here. And then a great multitude of people follow him. From Judea. From Jerusalem. From Tyre and Sidon. And they came to hear him. And be healed of their diseases. Faith comes by hearing. So they came to hear him. As they were listening to him. The healing power of God. Was available. So. It wasn't just Jesus. Sending the power to the people. The people also knew. How to draw the power to their situation. And that's what we need to learn. How to to place a demand how to pull from god's presence in our midst how do you draw that power and target it to your situation so that you can experience the miracle that you trust in god for and that and it's like these people these people had had mastered Many of them have mastered how to do that. Maybe it's through listening to Jesus, following him, listening to him, and learning from him. We don't know. But one thing is obvious. They knew how to draw the power from Jesus. Jesus was like the power, um, like the powerhouse. He's like the power plant. He was like the generator with the power. So they needed to plug in and get that power into them. All right. So look at what number one, they came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. So they had purposed that they would hear Jesus and that they would be healed. It's important for you to purpose when you come into God's presence. Make up your mind. Don't just go to church for religious reasons. Make up your mind. Even as you're watching this broadcast, don't just watch because you're watching, you, you, it's, because it's Sunday. No, no, no. Make up your mind that as I watch, 
this is what is going to happen to me. This is the power I'm going to contact because the power of God is present right now. I'm telling you. But you have to purpose in your heart. Make up your mind. So these people, the Bible says, they came to hear and be healed. All right? As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. Even those who were demonized. Those who were oppressed by demons. They knew that if they came to Jesus, they would be made free. So they came. Many times we just come as a religious duty. No, that's wrong. Come with an expectation. Oh, pastor, why are you saying that? You want, you, you, you want people to be disappointed? No. Why would you be disappointed when there is power in the house? There's power right there, even in your house. There is power. Alright. So, and then he says in verse 19, The whole multitude sought to touch him. For power went out from him and healed them all. The whole multitude sought to touch him. They sought to touch Jesus. Why would they do that? If they did not have a demand. If they did not have an expectation. Why would they just... All the multitude... <clears throat> I said last week that... When the, the word uses multitude there... It's, it's minimum of 10,000 people. Trying to touch one man. Why would they want to do that? If they were not expecting something to happen to them. You see... So that's where we need to work on our expectation as well. What are you believing for? When you watch this broadcast, what are you believing for? You can be healed. I'm telling you, you can experience freedom. Oppression can be broken over your life, but you need to expect it. Don't just come, you know, just, just come and just what will be, will be. No, that's not, you don't get manifestations like that. You can't release the power of God that way. So the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them. So their touch pulled the power and Manifested in their bodies and in their situations. That is one of the things that we need to work on. Yeah, we need to work on that. That is faith. Faith is spelled risk. Somebody once said, faith is spelled risk. So, if you don't want to take a risk... <laughs> Why, why do you want, how, 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 are you going to how, how are you going to experience God? These people took a risk. And guess what? They experienced the power of God. They experienced the power of God. I've shared some of my experiences last week. 
how I times that I was I was I was ill and what I did to experience healing. Okay. Why? Because I had this understanding. I would listen to the word of God and faith will rise in me and then I will take a step. I will act on that. So we need to be people, people of faith, people who, whose faith is in the power of God. Do you know that if the word of God on its own is powerful? Yeah, the word of God is powerful. So when the word of God comes, there is power in the word. Now, there is power in the word because the message itself contains the power of God. And if you will have faith in the word of God, you can receive miracles in your life. The psalmist says that he sent his word and his word healed them, healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So if he sent his word and his word healed them, the same word is available to us today. And if you will believe in the word of God, if you will have faith in the word of God, you will experience exactly what they experience in Bible times. So we need to have faith in the word. Last week I was talking about faith in the vessel as well. Yes, you need to believe in the carrier. You need to believe in the messenger as well. Oh, well, no, I just believe in God. I won't put my faith in any man. Listen, don't be religious about this thing. It's not about believing in a man uh, or putting your faith in a man, but you need to put your faith in the vessel. You need to put your faith in the office of that person. All right. Yeah. So, if, 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 if that person, that's why Jesus said, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. So if that person is carrying the power of God, the anointing of God, and you, you despise that person, you immediately lose the power that that person is carrying. Maybe the person might not look like you, you the, he might not look like someone you admire. It makes no difference. God doesn't determine your preference. He doesn't look at your preferences in order to determine who to use. <laughs> God is not like us. Alright? So, that is so, so significant. It's important for you to understand this principle that I'm sharing with you. If you are going to put faith, if you are going to see results, your faith working, I am telling you, these are powerful principles. Okay, so Paul, let, let's look at another example in the book of Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, Paul has been, has been in um, Ephesus for two years. He's been teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching the word of God. 
On a daily basis, he's been expounding the word of God. And now verse 11 tells us, it says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Can you see that? God began to manifest his power. He began to manifest his power in such a way that even people, people were taking handkerchiefs from from Paul's body. <clears throat> Aprons from his body. And they took to the sick. And diseases left them. Even those that were oppressed by demons. Were delivered. You see that. Why would they do that. If they did not believe. That Paul was carrying something. You have to believe. You have to believe. Okay. So Paul had spent time building their faith through the teaching of the word. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now their faith has been built up. They've, 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 they've received the teaching of the word. And they are saturated with the spirit of faith. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So they've been receiving the word of God. They've been receiving the word of God. And now the time Paul begins to manifest, he begins to demonstrate what he has been teaching for the past two years. And then he says that handkerchiefs, aprons were brought from his body to the sick and diseases left them. And evil spirits went out of them. This is also something I've experienced a few times in my life and ministry. Years ago, years ago I was ministering somewhere. I was ministering in a, another country. And had been ministering for some days. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, I want to do some unusual miracles. Tell the people to bring handkerchiefs. And uh, I want you to lay your hands on them and release that anointing, the, the power. It, the Lord said to me, there's a power. I'm going, to, I'm going to release an anointing on you. And I want you to impart it to those handkerchiefs and then give the people to go out. And uh, I did that. Now, after I did that, no, I wasn't really aware. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting too much, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I just obeyed God. And some of those testimonies that came back were so amazing. Incredible testimonies. But one of them that really stood out was a lady. <clears throat> Her mother was blind, you know, her mother had gone blind, she, I don't know what it was. But so they, they took the, the handkerchief, they took the handkerchief um, and traveled hundreds of kilometers, you know, 
hundreds of kilometers um, to, 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 to where the mother was. And I gave them instructions what to do with the, with the, with the handkerchiefs when they get to the sick. And she followed those instructions. And then she came back. She said, her mother's eyes opened. Can you imagine that? Now, when I heard that, I was even as surprised. I was as surprised as the lady, <laughs> to be very honest. Because I didn't, know, I didn't know it was going to happen. But it did happen. So I now realize, oh my goodness. This is so so real and so powerful. I wish God could ask me to do this every week. I would do it. But it doesn't always ask me to do that. You know? <clears throat> and uh, another time, another time I was ministering here in this country. I was ministering in a, <clears throat> in a particular church. And I was, I was, I was ministering for, for some days and then there was a night the Lord said to me I want you to ask them to bring handkerchiefs scarves and cloths you know just to bring that I want to do some special miracles and I did that I just I just announced to the people I said the Lord said this is what the Lord said he wants to do and uh, people brought it brought some brought scarves some brought some even brought towels and you know different things and uh, I followed the instructions of the Lord exactly as the Lord asked me the Lord asked me how to, the Lord told me how to pray and I did exactly what he asked me to do uh, you know that was it so because I had done it before I was confident <laughs> I was confident and I had gotten results before I was confident I was gonna get results again and really there were amazing testimonies and even recently I bumped into somebody who was in that meeting and was sharing about the testimonies that they got from um, from that from that service just taking the handkerchief and they a lot of them traveled to other cities and even some across the border to other, other nations with their handkerchiefs and got miracles, results. So faith in the power of God. We need that. We need that. Okay? So, so what I'm talking about is real. The power of God it can be transferred. Okay? So there are vessels. You need to have faith in the vessel. You need to have faith in the message. You need to have faith in God's word. You need to also have faith when the power is, is transferred into a substance. Into a material. Because the power of God is so real that it can be carried. Just like, just like in the natural you can store electricity in a battery. You can, you can store um, uh, power. Now we have power banks we carry in our pockets, in our bags. What is that? I'm telling you, we need to start believing God that we can carry power like that even in our lives, in the natural. Now the power of God from the realm of the Spirit will be 
put into um, will be stored for, for a season and then release at that time. You know, we, 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 need, we need that manifestation. We need to start having faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, so I'm telling you, God wants to start doing things in our generation. He wants to start doing things in our lives. But oftentimes, we just, we just allow the opinions of people to, 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 to affect us. And sometimes our minds, our minds fight us and limit our ability to, to operate in the supernatural. Our minds, our minds, our intellect, we've become like this, the, 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 the Pharisees and the scribes who when the power of God was present to heal them in, in the time of Jesus, they were busy reasoning among themselves, having theological debates. Who is able to, to forgive sin except God? So they were busy debating theological concepts. Meanwhile, somebody who was rising up, Jesus is busy telling the guy, take your bed and go home. And the guy gets healed. The power was there. But their reasoning, their reasoning, their minds became a stumbling block. The enemy used their minds to stop them from operating in the power. We need the power of God back in the church. We need the power of God back in the lives of believers. We need the power of God back in the lives of Jesus' disciples today. As disciples of Christ, we need to walk in power once again. It's not just for the pages of the Bible. No, it's supposed to be in our daily experience. Trust God. Believe in God. And believe in His Word. Believe in the Spirit. Believe in His power. Do you believe God can use you? Do you believe God can, can put His power on you? I'm telling you, He can. In fact, right now, there is power on you already. <laughs> yeah, there is power on you. But do you believe it? Do you have faith? You need to have faith in the power of God. Why? Because that's the only way. You need to believe that God can use you. If you want God to use you, you need to trust God. Believe God. If Christ is in you, Christ is in you. you know, the life which you live is not, it is not just you living. It is Christ that is living in you. That's what the Bible says. Galatians 2.20 Okay, so if Christ is living in you, what makes you think that the Christ in you, the Christ who was so powerful, so powerful when he was walking the, the dusty roads of Jerusalem and Capernaum and, and Galilee and Bethany, all those places, uh, manifesting power, then when he comes into you, he becomes powerless. How is that possible? Meanwhile, the Bible says yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus Christ is the same. So the same Jesus 
the same Jesus that walked the streets of, of Jerusalem and did mighty things is living inside you. Is living inside you. All right? And in fact, remember that even that Jesus that did all those things, he wasn't yet resurrected. He had not ascended. He had not been glorified. How much more? The Jesus that is living in you is the glorified Christ. It's not the Jesus that was yet to go to the cross. So the, the Christ in you is even more powerful. More powerful than the one that walked the streets of, um, of Jerusalem. Because he wasn't yet glorified. He wasn't yet glorified. So he still had, he, he, he had restricted some of his, his, uh, his, 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 his powers. He needed the Holy Spirit to empower him. He needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit and so on. But now he doesn't need any Holy Spirit to anoint him. He is the power of God. Hallelujah. So I want you to have faith as well. In the power that is within you. There is power within you. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. <clears throat> Let me show you something. In Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. The Bible tells us there. This is. Uh, uh, Paul made a statement there. In Ephesians chapter 3. And, uh, and verse 20. Ephesians 3.20, he says, Now to him that is able, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. What is that power that works in us? The power of the resurrected Christ is in us. The power of God is in us. The power of the Holy Spirit is in us. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. So he is able to do more than we can imagine, more than we can think, more than we can ask. There is power inside us, but we need to have faith in the we need to have faith in the power of God. I'm telling you, if you don't have faith in the power, you're not going to experience the power. You're not going to experience the power. You'll just be thinking, oh, well, what will be, will be. If it is God's will, he will manifest. <laughs> no, please. Free yourself from that kind of thinking and start believing God's word. It's that saying, if Jesus said, the works that I do, <clears throat> he says, he that believes in me, yes, the works I do shall he do also, and greater works than these, because I go to my Father. <clears throat> Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Look at it. John chapter 14. Verse 12, he says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, 
the works that I do, he will do also. So you need to have faith in the power of God that is within you. There is power within you. The works that I do, will he do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my father. This is incredible. You mean I can do greater works than Jesus? You mean I can do the works that Jesus did and even greater? That's exactly what Jesus is saying. Jesus is not, he's, he's not meaning something else. He's not saying this and then meaning something else. No, he means exactly what he says. He means exactly what he says. So you need to have faith. Faith in the word of God. Faith in the messenger, all right? Whoever it is that is, is bringing the message, whoever it is that is carrying the power, if you know that this person is carrying the power, you need to believe in that. Believe in that power, all right? That will do you good, I'm telling you. If you believe it, you can experience it. Then you also, you, you also need you also need to have faith in the power that is within you. Now, this is not, this is not, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that will tell you about, oh, well, um, uh, believe in yourself and all of that. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about self. I'm talking about Christ in you. I'm talking about Christ in you. Okay, so th th this is not a motivational talk. This is, this is the word of Christ I'm talking about. Believe in the power that is within you. There is power inside you. Power inside you. You are carrying power. You are a reservoir of the power of God. I'm telling you, you are. You are a reservoir of the power of God. And you need to know that. You need to know that. And why are you carrying the power of God? It's for the benefit of others. There is power in you. God has invested that. And God is going is, 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 is to hold you accountable one day. What have you done with the power that I place inside you? What have you done with my investment in your life? What are you going to say? Oh, I was afraid, so I didn't, I didn't use it. You, do you want to be like the man who went to, who went, who was given um, one talent and he dug the ground and hid it and says, "I was afraid." You know, I know that you are, you are an austere man. You, you, you are, you are, you are a difficult man. So I didn't want to lose it, so I just dug the ground and I hid it. And here's your gift. Here's your talent. He says, you wicked and lazy servant. You're wicked. Why did you put it in the bank and let me get interest? So you see, and Jesus shared that to teach us about the kingdom and how God thinks, how God sees things. God wants a return on his investment. So if, he's, if he put power in you, he wants a return on that investment. So, you need to have faith. If you have faith, you can do great things.
And Jesus said in the next verse, verse 13, he says, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. This is now, this is now, <coughs> uh, we are living in that time that Jesus is talking about. This is after the resurrection. Now is the time to start doing the great works that Jesus did and to even do greater works. But you need to have faith in the power. Just like Jesus, Jesus had faith. He knew that he was carrying power and he knew that the power in him would help people. He, he believed in the power he was carrying. Okay? And then the people also believed in the power that Jesus carried. And the people also believed in the message that Jesus was preaching and teaching. They believed the message. That's why they could be helped. Because they believed. Those who did not believe could not be helped. Anyone that does not believe cannot be helped. Only those that believe can be helped. I'm telling you. Yes. So God does not, God is not sentimental and he will not just move because, oh, because people just shout and people just cry. You know, he is moved by faith. It's faith that moves him. It's not tears that move him. Faith. He wants us to have faith. Amen. Now let me read from Mark. Mark chapter 16. In Mark 16, we see here, Jesus said in verse 15, he said to, to them, this was after, after his resurrection, okay? He had appeared to the eleven. And now he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. If you believe, you will be saved. And you know that word saved here, it's an all-encompassing word. He who believes will be saved. So this, is, this, this, this has all-round application. If you believe, you will be saved. If you believe, you will be born again. If you believe, you will be healed. Because the word saved means, it means uh, it, it has to do with your salvation, your, of, of your spirit, but then it also has to do with preservation. The word saved also has to do with deliverance. The word saved has to do with healing as well. The same word. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then it says, these signs shall, will follow, these signs will follow those who believe. And it says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In my name. Jesus is sending you 
with authority of his name. Use the name to get results. Use the name to break the power of sickness. Use the name of Jesus to break the power of demons. But you need to have faith in the name as well. Okay. So you need to have faith in the name. If you don't have faith in the name, there is no power that will be released through you. You need to have faith in the name of Jesus. Then look at verse 19. It says, so, so then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, okay? The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. The Lord working with them. Jesus declared this and then he, he was taken up to heaven. He, was, he ascended to heaven. And as he ascended to heaven, the disciples went out. They went out in obedience to the instructions of Jesus. And God began to confirm their words. We know that we, we know that God confirmed their words because we see that in the book of Acts. We see that in the book of Acts. We see the kind of the kind of manifestations of the power of God that took place. Why? Because these people had faith. In the Lord Jesus. They had faith. In the power of God's word. They had faith in the word. They also had faith. In the Christ that is within them. And they had faith in the name. They believed in the name. Do you believe in the name? There is power in the name of Jesus. If you would believe that. I'm telling you. Great things are going to happen in your life. Many things. Many things have been withheld from us. Why? Because, because of our lack of faith in God's power. It's not God's fault. It's not God's fault that we're not seeing manifestations. It's not God's fault that we're not seeing, seeing the, the, what Jesus promised us. It's not God's fault. No, it's not God's fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. And so we need, to, we need to repent for our lack of faith. We need to repent for our lack of faith and start putting our faith in God's word. Faith in God's word. There is power in you. You've received the Holy Spirit. You've received Jesus. Yeah. So you've got the power of Christ and then you've got the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you have the word of God. And then you have the name of Jesus. Oh my, come on. That's enough to, 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 to chase the devil out of town. To chase him out of town. Glory to God. So I believe strongly that God is causing a staring in your heart. God is causing a staring in your heart. And let us begin to trust God. Let's begin to believe God. Oh, pastor, well, the other day, you know, I went out and I prayed for somebody. I believed God and, and declared God's word and the person died. So what, so what? Go to the next person. Pray for the next person. Begin to believe God. Start believing God. 
Believe. Expect people to recover when you pray for them. Expect people to, 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 to recover when you lay hands on them. Expect that. Have faith in the power of God. There's power. Power in the word of God. There's power in the name of Jesus. And there is power upon you. Yeah. We saw it in Ephesians 3.20. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's power working in you right now. Even as I'm speaking, there is power working in you. It's working in you. Oh, well, I don't feel any power. It's got nothing to do with feelings. That's where many people miss it. No, they, they put their faith in feelings more than the word of God. They're so used to feelings. And we think that if we don't feel it, that means there's no power. Don't be like that. Please, don't be like that. Okay? God is greater than your feelings. There are times that you know that there's, there, <clears throat> there's, there's power. When you pull your charger <laughs> on your phone, there's power going through it. But you don't feel it. Don't feel it. Why? Because it's insulated and, and so on. But you don't feel it. You don't feel it. But the fact that you don't feel it does not mean that it's not flowing. There is power there. There is power there. Okay. So I want you to have faith in the power of God. There is power. There is so much working in your life. So much is working in your life. Alright. I'm going to pray with you. And I'm, I, want, I want you to trust God. First of all, let us repent for a lack of faith <laughs> in the power of God. Let us repent. Ask God, Lord, I'm just so sorry that I've been um, depending on my feelings. I've been depending on my experience. I have more faith in my experience. I have more faith in what people think. Than what your word says. I repent. Forgive me Lord for that. People's opinions. Seem to carry more power. Than your word in my life. What a miserable way to live. Just, just, just ask God to have mercy on you. Father forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us Lord for. Our lack of faith. Forgive us, O oh God, because we, f we fell for the tricks of the enemy and focus on our feelings, focus on our experiences. Instead of focusing on your word, we have reduced your power to the level of our experience. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Forgive us for such, um, so, such a behavior. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, O oh God. Lord God, we purpose in our hearts to walk by faith. We purpose in our hearts to build our faith. Our faith in your power. Faith in your ability. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for you, Father. I pray for my brother. Pray for my sister right now. Lord God, let this word 
bring cleansing, cleanse every doubt, cleanse every fear, Lord God, cleanse every double-mindedness, mighty God, cleanse your people. Let this word wash off every wrong teaching, every teaching that has weakened their faith. Wash them, O oh God, by the washing of water by your word. And Lord, I ask for a fresh release of faith. Let your power rise, rise within your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I begin to step out, Lord, I ask for manifestations, manifestations, demonstrations of the Spirit and of the power through them. I bless you, O oh God. I give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Yes. Now, before we go, I want to pray for you if you want to receive Jesus into your heart. Maybe you're not born again. I want to do that. That's the starting point. You want Jesus in you because he's the hope of glory. Okay? So you, I'm going to pray and then you repeat that after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. Yes. Come into my heart, Lord. Jesus, wash away my sins. Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. I want to know you deeply. I want to know you more. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray for the brother, my sister, who just prayed this prayer. Lord, I ask for your, your kingdom to come upon them. Let Lord God, let the new creation reality dawn upon them and declare their sins forgiven. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before we go, you, maybe you want to give your offering. You want to support the work of God. I want to pray for you. You're giving your tithe, your offering. Just, just say it. Just, just, just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for the opportunity to give towards your work. And as I have given, for those of you who have given, and those of you who are giving now, say, as I give right now, I do it in faith. I trust you for, uh, for open doors in my life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you, Father. I pray for your people. I rebuke every devourer. I pray, oh God, for doors to open. Doors of opportunity. Doors of increase. Doors of promotion. Lord God. Wealth creating opportunities to come their way. In the name of Jesus. I speak a blessing over them. I speak a blessing over them. Over the works of their hands, oh God. Increase them on every side. Cause them to be fruitful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Raise men and women that will open doors for them in areas that, 
they never even imagined. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. Thank you so much for joining us. Please share this message with your family and friends. And we'll be together same time next week. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.